Welcome back to the IndyCar Show, Burnout Sports, BurnoutSports.com. What a weekend it was from Gateway with Joseph Newgarden winning his first race of the season. Here to talk about all things IndyCar here in 2022 and more. Our good friend Charlie Kimball joins us. Charlie, thanks so much for your time. Well, thanks for having me. Well, let's start with you. Uh, it's been a busy, uh, although not inside of a IndyCar, it was in a busy 2022 for you. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you've learned and gone through. Uh, kind of talk about the first eight months for you here in 2022. Well, I'm I'm filling out my bingo card of all the different roles within the IndyCar paddock this year. I <laughs> uh, called strategy for Ed Carpenter uh, at Texas Motor Speedway. I spotted pit out for a car at a race or two. I've been driver coaching some Andretti Indy Lights drivers. The those lights guys have uh, been working with them since Barber. I've been calling the Peacock NBC Sports Indy Lights uh, TV coverage. And then uh, Nashville, I, I gave some tours to some VIP guests from a few different sponsors of the event. So, it, uh, like I said, I'm filling out my bingo card. The, only, the, the big center square of driving an Indy car has stayed blank so far this year. Um, but I'm working, hopefully trying to put something together for 2023. Uh, if not for the full season, then definitely for the Indy 500. And let us say, if you don't let, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other thing I did was attended the Indy 500 as a fan. I mm -hmm. biked to the racetrack and ended up in the grandstands outside of turn four. And having ticked that box, I think uh, the seat behind the steering wheel is, is a much better seat for me. Let's talk about um, first and foremost out of that, you know, the constant work and effort to get back to the Indianapolis 500 for a lot of drivers, right? Steph Wilson comes to mind this year. It seems like it's always a battle between check the quickest. Just talk about how difficult that process is just to get into a cockpit for the month of May. Well, I've said it before and, and I will continue to say it because I really believe that it feels like you're building a 3D puzzle and every time you look at the box to figure out what you're building, it looks different. And every time you pick up a puzzle piece, it's different than the last time you picked it up because things are constantly changing within the paddock. Rides are constantly moving and evolving. And there really are, I like to say, five pieces of an Indianapolis 500 race program. There is obviously the driver, but there is the team that includes the crew. Then there is a chassis which with global supply chain issues isn't as simple a puzzle piece as it used to be mm -hmm. engine leases and finally budget and sponsorship. And this year it was great to see a full field of 33 cars on the grid for the, the 106th running. But at the same time, it all came together so late because a lot of people had two, three, four pieces of that puzzle, but weren't able to put everything together until Steph Wilson was, right at the 11th hour uh, with that program with crew from Dragon Speed, engineering support from Foyt, a chassis from Foyt, an engine from Chevy, and, and budget and sponsorship from a few different people. Um, so it is, it is constant. You're always making connections and, and working on relationships, building opportunities. Um, that's the, the nice thing about having a little more time at the racetrack this year and not being in a car full-time is those relationships and those opportunities continue to build and evolve if you're in the car or not. And, and when you're not in the car, you have the time to foster them. 
Let's talk about some of the Indy Lights stuff real quick before we dive into IndyCar. Um, Andretti's had a really good year. We've seen um, Hunter McElroy get a win, a couple wins. Um, Matt Brabham has two wins. Christian Rasmussen run up at, ran well and won at Road America. Um, I've always been told that the Indy Lights car is, is a lot more difficult to drive than an Indy car. Maybe you can elaborate on that more. Um, but what have you learned as a driver coach um, that, that maybe you can use as well to move yourself forward as a driver? Well, I think the level of competition, especially in the top five, six, seven cars in Indy Lights, is as tough as, as the top 10, 12, 15 in, in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get it exactly right, not only for the whole race, but the whole weekend. If you don't qualify well, it, they are hard to pass in, just like an IndyCar. You get really big arrow wash, mm-hmm. uh, where you put the car, where you use tires, how you put it all together. I mean, there are different types of speed out of all four of those Indy, Indy Lights drivers that, that race for Andretti. Um, I mean, I th- Stingray Rob and his experience last year, Matt Brabham with his experience in all sorts of different cars and on ovals, you saw that at Gateway, right? He, he just stalked Linus Lundquist for 72 of the 75 laps and three laps to go, made a move, put it up on the high line, knew it was going to stick based on his experience, drove by him and drove away. Um, and that in itself is a great learning and proving ground for IndyCar. You know, these guys are getting great experience. The cars are hard to drive just like an IndyCar is. Um, and I think you see that in the success of drivers that have moved up. You know, Devlin Francesco, I think gets overlooked a little bit because he's in a team with Roman Grosjean, Colton Herta, and Alexander Rossi. It's hard to compare those three against a guy like Devlin, who has come up quickly through the ranks and the road to Indy. Um, Kyle Kirkwood, while maybe is, has not been able to close the deal as often as he liked, has been really impressive at times. And then, I mean, everyone's talking about David Malukas for his drive Saturday night at Gateway and Worldwide Technology Raceway. He... He showed that in Indy Lights. I mean, his interview afterwards, it was everyone's like, oh, what a great kid. And we all knew that from last year because every single inter- every time he was on the podium and Georgia Henneberry, our pit lane reporter, would go interview him, Kevin Lee and I in the booth would look at each other and, and smile because he's just such a refreshing perspective. There's so much youthful exuberance and enthusiasm and a whole heck of a lot of natural talent that's going to develop really well. Charlie Kimball with us. We're kind of looking back and forth between the 2022 season. Sticking with IndyCar, Joseph Newgarden, five wins. Kind of been feast or famine so far for him. Will Power leads the points. You've got Scott Dixon, probably the greatest of our generation right there. Uh, kind of I would argue greatest of all time, Tony. Yeah. He, Yo. like Having been teammates with him for, for quite a few years and knowing him as a person, as a racing driver, um, you, and you see that respect, right? You, when mm-hmm. he got the win at Nashville, you see that immediate respect from Mario Andretti. And when a guy like Mario Andretti is praising you, it's a big deal. What is it about Scott Dixon? He's very poised. He's very calm. I mean, you, you go back to Nashville, right? And, and, and the car was, was wrecked early on. And he starts 14th and then charges his way up, um, saves the fuel when he needs to to win. If you could describe to somebody who maybe doesn't know Scott Dixon what makes him how great he is, what is it? He just never counts himself out. He and the team, 
and part of it is how he has developed the team, right? The team believes that as long as they keep him in the race, as long as the car will cross the finish line in whatever state it is, just like Nashville had had a bunch of damage to it. Mm -hmm. If they can keep him in the race, he will pay him back with a chance to win. Um, He is a student of the sport, a student of the history, a student of IndyCar, He's always learning from his teammates. You think, oh, Jimmy Johnson is learning more from Scott Dixon. Doesn't mean Scott's not learning from a guy like Jimmy and not learning from Marcus Erickson, um, Alex Pillow, all of his teammates over the years, Dan Weldon, Dario Franchitti, myself, Graham Rahal, Ryan Briscoe, Sage Karam, all of these guys that he has been teamed with for so long. He takes the best of them and incorporates it into what he does. Let's talk about Joseph Newgarden, too, um, battling for his third championship. It's almost hard to believe since coming in in 2014 that this guy's got 25 wins already. I mean, you think about what Dixon and and a lot of these guys in their 40s are doing. I mean, TK, a guy that you know very well, finishes third at the 500 this year. Ed Carpenter still shows speed on the Oval, especially at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. These guys that are in their 40s don't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. And then you look at Joseph, who's in the – you know, arguably probably the best ride in the series. He is arguably the best driver at every track. Um, he's got 25 wins, which kind of surprised me when I found that out. Uh, but your thoughts on, on, on kind of the rise over the last seven or eight years of Joseph Newgarden, the dominance. It's been really impressive. And I, I know that the, the one stick in his craw can be the fact that he hasn't won an Indy 500. Mm-hmm. You talk about you talk about Simon Pagano, his former teammate, Will Power, Scott Dixon, um, all of those guys, Tony Kanaan, all those guys that have championships and have a lot of race wins under their belt also have an Indy 500 win. And, and you only get that chance once a year. That's true. Uh, and I think championships can be more impressive because it's a complete body of work from race one to race 17. But at the same time, I know I know that bothers jo- Joseph. Um, but if he can win his third championship this year, I know he's got that that fighting spirit. And and now as a father, he's he's driving for a little more than just himself and his wife. He's got you know his son at home. So those things all factor into the mindset of a driver. And uh, he has been it, like stealing the win from his teammate Scott McLaughlin at Texas was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I really like Scott McLaughlin as well. I think he's he's a really great addition to the IndyCar series. Yes, his his history in Australia obviously brings a lot. But stealing that win from Scott, I think Joseph set himself up and reminded people he could be a championship contender, even if the points didn't show it at that point in time. A couple more things here with Charlie Kimball, nice enough to join us on the IndyCar Show, Burnout Sports, BurnoutSports.com. Um, you you brought this up about um. You know, and, and I, you definitely live this and have lived this as a driver when it's just you, right? And maybe you're just your wife. But what is that? How does that change you when you have a kid? It's been brought up more and more that I've ever probably heard. And does it does it tame you? Does it mature you more? Does it make you more motivated to go out there and perform? You know, maybe in your own personal experience, how did how, what was the difference between before and then I guess after? For me, it, it enriched my life mm-hmm. outside of the race car and inside the race car. You know, for so long, driving and racing was 
almost lonely um, mm-hmm. because you really are your own biggest com- competition and, and your motivation comes so much internally. Um, and for me, you know, even getting diagnosed with diabetes and being a part of this diabetes community and doing more for that community broadened my horizons and, and gave me a little more balance. And then becoming a father, I think, for me at least, and, and I can't speak, I think everyone else, everyone reacts and, and evolves from that change differently. So I can't speak really for anyone else. But for me, it enriched my life. It meant that when I got out of the car and I had a bad day coming home and, and seeing my daughter meant that it was still a good day at some level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even now, you know, struggling with the challenge of not being in the race car and trying to figure out how to get back to that. When my son sees race cars go by, he points at the cars and says, dad, dad. And he did that, you know, at the Indy Grand Prix this year, they came out, we stood on the hill in the rain. And every time on the raid lap, he just kept pointing and saying, dad, dad. And, <laughs> and it reminded me that for him, I will always be associated with Indy cars and, and racing if I'm in the cockpit or not. And that has really helped me understand the transition in my career and what the evolution is going to look like. You know, 2022, I've thought, you know, I go back to maybe 2017 or 18. But for me this year in 2022, the competition level on IndyCar um, has been probably top of the line over the last, let's say, five to ten years. I mean, you can go back to 2012 and, and there's a Dario's and the Canons of the world. But you think about it, we've had two rookies on the podium this year. Um, just how difficult it is because Ganassi has obviously stepped up to another level. Penske is always going to be at that level with three with three bullets in that championship gun. Uh, when you look at the competition level this year, I mean, how difficult is it to even just snag a podium here in the series? It's unbelievable because when you look at drivers that can compete, when you look at drivers that can change for top tens, top fives, podiums, race wins, that depth of field on any weekend could be 15, 17, 20, 25 cars. I mean, there's, there's very rarely any car at the start of a weekend that you go, ah, they're not going to have it this weekend because it is just so close start to bottom, you know, or top to bottom, excuse me, start to finish. And, and it comes down to a little, like I was talking about in the, in the Indy light series that, you have to be perfect through qualifying in the race, but in IndyCar, it starts that first lap of practice. The mechanics have to be on it, mm-hmm. building the car, setting up the car. The engineers have to be paying attention. The drivers have to get it done because every single lap matters. So when you go into qualifying and you get that shot, you have to take it and be ready to maximize that opportunity to give yourself a decent starting spot. And then you get to the race where you have to be perfect on strategy and pit stops. And the driver has to make passes when they're there. You know, the competition is so deep and so broad this year that it's fun to watch as a fan, you know, as, as a fan of racing and a fan of IndyCar, it sure is a fun, fun series and fun championship season to watch. Who's your champion for this year. You want to make a prediction call as what's going to happen over the next two, two races. Well, as a, a broadcaster, I uh, do a really good job of ducking prediction <laughs> questions. It's so hard. Um, I, I, I have to say I've been really impressed with Will Power's new mentality. He, mm-hmm. And it seems it's real. I mean, he talks about it, and it shows in his driving. 
and the difference between willpower this year and willpower in what 2012 when he crashed at Fontana while he was leading the championship is night and day. The, the chance for him to go out and maximize points when they're available at the moment is more than it's ever been. So oh. I know he's leading. I'm, if I had to pick between the top seven that are all within the championship hunt, I've been impressed with his mindset the most. So he's going to go with willpower. He's Charlie Kimball. Don't forget to tune in the Peacock. They have <laughs> everything uh, covered for Indy Lights still coming up. That championship, not quite decided. Uh, you know, I think we kind of know where that one's going to end up, but we should see um, some. And second through fifth is all within the span of about 15 points. So it's going to be. Uh, a great run for the runner-up spot. No scholarship on the line for second. It's not locked up yet. Linus Lundquist obviously has that lead on the back of a lot of wins, a lot of pulls this year. Um, single header at Portland, and then a double header to finish out the Indy Lights Championship live on Peacock uh, at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. So two weekends left for Indy Lights. Three races. You can catch that on Peacock with Charlie and Kevin in Georgia. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Don't forget to follow him at Charlie Kimball on Twitter at Race with Insulin, charliekimball.com. And, uh, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll predict a Will Power Championship and a, and a Los Angeles Dodgers Championship as well. Oh, that's always a prediction <laughs> with me. It, even when they're not in the playoffs, I, I still believe that my boys in blue are going to win the World Series. Well, they have been mighty impressive, especially all year, but but even since that all-star break. So, all right, Charlie, enjoy your time out west. We look forward to the coverage in Portland and Laguna Seca here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll check in again sometime soon. Have a great one. Absolutely. Thanks, Tony. Talk soon.